0: take ah, with a combination <sighs> nice, but
1: strategy is defined as a plan of action, designed to achieve a particular aim. Finding your winning strategy can happen overnight or can take years to develop. Here on the Strats Podcast, I hang out with athletes, experts, entertainers, and adventurers, some old friends and some new, to hear how they found their edge in a particular field or for a particular event. Expect to hear about motivation, personal struggles and successes, and actual advice for anyone looking to be better today than they were yesterday. My name is Charles Thorpe. My work has allowed me to share stories from the best and the brightest, and I bring those conversations here.
0: These days are better when I have my people around. My kids are there. And they're there at one of my sparring sessions. They're seeing me, you know, get hit in the face, and we hit people in the face, and it feels, you know, it lets me know, like, hey, this is your dad. This is what I do.
1: That was UFC fighter, Brian Ortega, and it's time for the Strats Podcast. Thanks for popping in, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. How you feeling, man? I feel good. Have you gotten better at preparing meals yourself, or what do you guys do at home or when you're training?
0: I have a personal chef who comes over to the house and cooks breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, his name is Martin Ortega, and it's my dad.
1: was his favorite meal that you think maybe like hits everything that you need but you also enjoy eating which is obviously so important
0: um this this entire training camp food has been limited it's been the same thing on repeat for the last uh, six weeks now I'm excited for this week to end so i can have food but, i mean i've been having food but right. that way i can actually enjoy something oh I just want some fucking food
1: <laughs> i feel the struggle right now man i'm a fan of your story i'm a fan of your fights there's nothing like being in the room when people are in the octagon and really you know bringing it like only you can but we haven't really talked about your your path you know, can you just tell me what, what brought
0: you to martial arts and, and what it's brought to your life? Ultimately, what brought me to martial arts was, was my father. Uh, he involved me in kickboxing from age five. Later on, involved me in jiu-jitsu at age 13. So it's been mainly my, my dad behind me and kind of in my corner just doing these little slow pushes. And then I'm assuming him as a father you would expect or you would want your son to take the sport that he's doing to another level and do something with it. And I feel like I did that, you know? And not for him, but I fell in love with it, you know? Like, he introduced me to things, and I fell in love with it, and my entire life has has been fighting. I've never known anything else. I never had an actual job. From 16 years old, my job is to teach jujitsu. Kind of strange to say, but it's like, I never had a real job. <laughs>
1: You have an anecdote, or maybe a sense
0: memory that you latched onto, or maybe was the anchor for that path. Right off the bat, one memory that sticks out with, with me and my father is that when I was 15 years old, I did my first uh, illegal cage fight. He told them that I was 18. We had no, no gloves, no nothing. I weighed 124 pounds. The guy weighed 155. <laughs> he said it was cool. You know, like, he let me do it, and I was scared shitless, and I won and after I won this, this entire room is cheering in the back it, maybe like three four steps or one, one fourth of the stairs up I, I locked in on him and then he just gave me a head nod like that was it like good job and to me that meant everything because once I finished the fight everyone was cheering and I'm happy but I'm like where the fuck's my head where's my mm-hmm. father at and then I look at him he just like with like a little like a half a smile I don't know like <laughs> just a little head nod and then it was like fuck yeah Yeah. that was it uh, that was everything you needed Moments of training, I remember he he would drop me off because he had to work at jiu jitsu tournaments, you know. And I was maybe 15, 16 years old, and he would drop me off. and I would run in there and I would get uh, the paper, the form, and I would run it over to the car and he would sign it. And I would run back in there and, like, he's in the car. He's like, all right, now you're good. The money and the signature, all right, cool. He's like, All right man, I'll be I'll be here at five o'clock when I get off of work. I'm like, I'll be here. He's like, Where do you I had no cell phone or nothing? He's like, wait for me right here. I go, once it hits five like once it hits four thirty I need you in this area and then you'll be able to see me. Alright, I'm gonna go in the tournament and be by myself and figure it out and do four or five matches, whatever, win the whole thing and you know, like had no one really to celebrate with. And I would just wait, man. I would, the tournament was over, and it'd be three o'clock, three thirty, and I'm just gonna, well, what do I do? You know, walk around my medal and show it off over there, like That's right. I won first place, motherfuckers. <laughs> like uh, leaning off of it, yeah, yeah, like it was cool. And then, uh, and then, sure enough, four thirty came, and I'd take it off and I'd put it in my pocket. I see his car, and uh, he picked me up, and he's like, "How'd it go?" I go, ah, like, "I lost, man." He's like, "What?" Well, I go, "Yeah, I lost," and. It is what it is. He's like, eh, it's okay. Like, no emotion. Right. Win or lose, no emotion, you know? Which was good for me because, you know, you look to please your parents, you know? And the fact that he was pleased no matter what, let me know that what I'm doing, it was, it's all mine. It's all me. And sure enough, man, it was just, I couldn't keep a secret from him, you know? So, <laughs> we drive maybe like a block. And I'm like, that's a first place medal. Oh, and he's like... And he's like, that's the best Nya Papi in the world. That's what he told me, the best Nya Papi in the world. And then I believed it, I go, man, I'm the best in the world. He told me I was the best in the world. That was it. And then one time uh, I was fighting for my first title in a place called Respect in the Cage. And I dislocated my shoulder in the fourth round. And I fought the fourth round and I finished it. And uh, I was debating on whether to go to the fifth round. I go, man, I can't feel my arm, this guy's getting tougher i'm tired of shit it's the first time i ever did five rounds in my life i'm 20 years old i'm winning the whole fight the fourth round i lost that round right so it's like fuck i'm losing this round and it's like i'm about to get beat up right now and uh, i kind of and these guys are just freaking out in my corner and they're like where's fucking arms out stupid you like, guys are arguing right and then i kind of just put my head down I'm like fuck and then i look over to the right and uh to me the man that never shows emotion or or doesn't really express himself too too much, right? Maybe not physical. Inside I know he does. He didn't even have a front row ticket, but he fucking went all the way to the cage somehow. And he was in the cage and he was like looking at the cage and he's looking at me and then I look at him. He was concerned. Mm-hmm. He showed fear or he showed that he was worried. And I looked at him and I did the head nod like <laughs> Don't worry, you know, like I got this shit Best in the world And that was it And I got up and I fought the fifth round I almost knocked the guy in the fifth round One arm and And I won the fight, you know And and it was I don't know, he gave me life He gave me motivation He brought something I, I dug deep in there, you know, to the roots I love it Yeah You talked about motivation
1: there When it comes to training is there
0: the same motivation every training camp you go into? The beautiful thing about motivation for me is that it can be pulled from anywhere, right? For the longest time, it was pulled from my pains, from uh, from the things I've been through, the things I've seen, the anger. It was fueled by, by a lot of wrongs that happened to me in my life. And once I bettered myself, my situation bettered, I started healing myself very slowly, and it became harder to, to pull. Where do I get motivation from? I'm, I'm happy now. I don't live in the ghetto anymore. What can I pull from? And I almost started a quest on pulling motivation. At first it was YouTube videos, motivational YouTube videos the rock speaking, this guy speaking, that guy speaking and I would <laughs> I would I would just play these videos day in, day out, you know, like Jocko or
1: oh, whatever. Everybody
0: <laughs> type in YouTube motivational workout and then or motivational video and it would tell you like don't be lazy or don't quit or and then you just hit them all and then you just like fuck. <laughs> and then you go to Google and then you start looking up motivational quotes and and that fueled me for a couple fights, and then it was like, okay, the past with these quotes and this and that, and then and then recently, my, my recent motivation has been, um, my kids, you know, like, it's been the future, you know, it's, what can I do to give you guys a good life? As a man, what can I provide for you guys, and what are my limits that I'm willing to go to provide for you guys? And when I think about that, there's no limits. Hmm. I'll kill myself to make sure that you guys live a better life. And literally, that's what I do, you know? And then when I yeah. go in the cage, those those moments of quit hit me, you know? They hit me, they hit. And then you remember like, dude, I got a pool. Like, I got people that I gotta feed. I got people I gotta look after. I got, I got a family. So I feel like lately, my motivation has been more me becoming a man, finally. Like an actual man, you know? And by man, I mean someone who's there someone was not doing stupid things uh, as a kid or childlike things right because I had kids but that didn't make me a man. It was my actions now i'm I'm changing my life I'm right. changing a lot and uh everyone is seeing it you know I think for the first time my dad called me a man the other day and uh it it felt great I don't think he knows what that meant for me
1: and how does that motivation manifests itself in your training sessions? How would you say it relates when it comes to a
0: training camp? You hit times and moments where you lose your drive, right? And I I think we all see it all the time, right? It says uh, discipline, right? Because every single one of us will lose our drive. You have to stay disciplined. You have to stay consistent. And we see, at least I see it all over Instagram now and Reels and talking about, you know, dedication will get you there, but discipline will keep you in consistency, will make sure that you stay there. And I do live by that. But these days are better when I have my people around. My kids are there. They're, They're there at one of my sparring sessions. And they're seeing me, you know, get hit in the face and me hit people in the face. And it fuels me, you know, it lets me know like, hey, this is your dad. This is what I do. And I'm very private before when it came to that you know no one knew i had kids till recently because it was to me it was none of your fucking business you know it was like i gotta protect these guys and i don't know what this outside world has and i don't know weirdos and this and that but now i'm at the point where it's like yo man like i got you guys let me show you guys let me teach you guys let me do everything and and things are great man you know like it's it's amazing is there a part of your training that you guys do together yes we go to the track every Saturday, and we do a track workout. And they play soccer while I'm on the track, so they're working out. And when it comes to the tail end of of the workouts, we have some crazy hard pushes. The last ones they were involved in were uh, sprints. The youngest got a good head start. The eldest got a little head start, and I was all the way back. And uh, they're like, yo, let's go and then my job is to catch up to them and their job is to run away from me <laughs> and I lost the first round the first like I I genuinely tried to catch them and I could not catch them they're they're little they're, they're little studs too I'm realizing this thing about them too you know like they're fuck they're fast they got it in them. it's not like they're little babies anymore yeah. like I'm, they're they're hard to catch and they're going for it and then it's like alright do it again it's like alright now I'm really like now I'm getting competitive with my sons I'm like, now I'm gonna fucking catch you guys. Watch you little <laughs> motherfuckers like, oh I'm gonna get you guys and then <laughs>
1: not ready to pass that door shit. Like, oh,
0: I'ma still show you why I'm the fucking man, you know? Like I'm the, I'm the alpha here. <laughs> Granted they're only eight and nine, right? But still like I'll go and I'll it, man, and i and I beat the eldest but I the young one still beat me, he still rubs it in my face. But I love it. It's a beautiful thing I can do with them, you know? Yeah. I I love trying to inspire them to, to see what they can be out of life, you know I had good role models and, and a, a good example when it came to someone not limiting me mm. I feel like a lot of parents limit their children you know, they they say yeah, you can do whatever you want, but I don't even think they believe it, you know Um. and when it came to for me my no one ever told me no no one, ever, no one ever told me that this wasn't a possibility. No one ever said, it's impossible, get a real job. No, no one ever told me that. And I believed everything that I'm living right now, from me walking out and 20,000 people in the arena, to me fighting, to my name being called, to everything. These are things I imagined when I was 13. I imagined it. And my dad called me uh, Alucin. Alucin in Spanish means like like imaginative, you know? Fuck, I lived in La, La Land, you know? <laughs> but now my La, La Land is my real land, you yeah. know? Like, it's, it's reality. Everything I imagined, I thought would happen is I'm doing it. I sleep well at night, you know? No matter the outcome. Because I already crossed leaps and bounds from where I came from to now. Some of your performances have been absolutely incredible.
1: Obviously, multiple fight of the night's. Some of the knockouts that you've had, Jabaris, Edgar, there's been some incredible performances there. I'm curious if you can just give me one moment of training where you found something, you drilled it, you trained it, you practiced it, and then you made it a reality in the octagon and got the result that you wanted.
0: For the most part, every fight. Right. these these are all things that we've drilled and and done I would say the, the most success I've ever had with sticking to a game plan right like something during for a specific person was against Korean Zombie it was okay I've never had a plan in my life besides finish you at the end of the day you stand in front of me and my job is to finish you and I don't have a plan I figure it out on the go that's why it took me till the third round they're like okay this is what you're about now let me finish you mm-hmm. only problem is now as you're climbing as I was climbing up the top it was like yo man you're pushing your luck here with these guys on three round fights you can probably figure it out on the on, a, on, a, on a title fight or, or main event fight but to spend 10 minutes almost looking like you're getting beat up just to get knowledge and data then to finish them in the third I was kind of close especially with Clay I had 20 seconds left mm-hmm. pulled a rabbit out of that. Uh, zombie it was the first time I stuck to the plan it was like yo do this do this do this here boom you could even see Tiki drilling the spinning back elbow and then it landing in the back and I won every round so clean yeah it was just a clean fight yeah and I I was listening to everything they told me and everything we drilled for a long time and it it paid off and that's when I said wow like this shit works (laughs) (laughs) I don't just have to go in here and just make it up on the spot. Yeah. You know? Oh, uh, no, absolutely. And I think one of the things that
1: I respect about you too, and a reason that you get these Fight of the Nights is you're one of these guys, and there's a few of them, but there's definitely others that aren't this, where you leave everything out there. You know, you can tell you put your heart into every single fight. And you're working towards the result until there's no chance for you to <laughs> – yeah. until you're not allowed to hit anymore, basically. So, I mean, what I'm so impressed by is your bounce back from those moments, too, where obviously everybody's taking damage. But to take damage that you do and continue to fight, like, what's your – What's your game plan after a fight taking a lot of damage to get back into the shape that you get into? And obviously now (laughs) looking strong, looking like you're ready to perform, you know, how does the recovery process work
0: for you? How do you recover from moments like that? It's gotten better. Uh, I would say before it was really bad. Uh, My first loss, having to go undergo surgery and everything, and obviously being... I would call it depressed, right? That you lost. Um, it took its toll on me, you know? As as in terms of letting myself get carried away with my recklessness. I would party way too much. I would I would just... Maybe that's the Mexican in me, right? You just drown your sorrows with alcohol. Uh, and that's what I was doing, you know? I was like, oh, well. Just and then finally, after a while, it just of of having a, a, a fake mask on and smiling to the world and then partying and everyone's like, oh, he seems happy. and then, But deep down inside, you know what's going on. And then you take these problems somewhere else and uh, it wasn't a good thing. And eventually I snapped out of it. And my friend, my right-hand man, Mike Safai, he uh, helped pull me back in. Hey, come to the gym. Mm-hmm. Fucked it. Just we can walk on a piece of board for balance. That's how dumb it was. <laughs> when you we like talk to you right now, it's like, I'm gonna invite another man to come walk on a piece of board and balance. <laughs> I can't use my hands, we'll hold this and we'll tie weights to it. Mm. He'll do whatever he can to make me feel like I gotta work out. And it worked. Yeah. And he slowly but surely got me in. And I went from not training for six months to I'm here once a week To twice a week To three times a week To I'm there every day So like okay Let's Okay let's come back Like let's do this You know mm. And that was To me the toughest one Out of my career Just cause I was experiencing A lot of first Evers You know And now It's Now it's not bad You know I think I needed to get past That first official heartbreak In order to realize That you're gonna be alright And The last one I lost And I, I to this day I say it's one of the funniest fights I've ever had. I had a lot of, I had a great time walking out, I had a great thing, everything after I was in the hospital, you know, I saw some things that were kinda weird, it was just funny. And uh I hold my head up mm-hmm. on it, you know? Say so chin up, chest high and uh and go. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I, I was more in my head on what people thought about me. A loss is fine. I gave it all I had. Did that? I, I leave it all in there? Yes, I did. Cool. If I had had, I had more in there, and I quit. Then I'd probably be again in the same situation, depressed, because I, cause I, cause I, quit on myself. But I didn't quit on myself, you know. So to not quit on yourself and go through all that, it's easier to come back for me, yeah. because I know I, I, I truly left it all in there. And and these fans, they they've gotten pieces of my soul, man because when I go in there I leave a piece of myself every single time and it just like I said I have my mind clear it's easy to come back and like all right well let's say like I gotta heal up from what I have to heal up I can't do certain things but I'm here again you know faster than, than I was before last time I was out for two years fought 2018 didn't fight till 2021
1: Where's the best place for you to recover? Do you get out to the sea very often these days? I know you're a bit of a surfer. I like to catch a wave here and there. You know, it's been a
0: while since I surfed, but I did surf recently. We all went to the beach together. Had a family beach day, and we brought food there and everything. And it happened so. I brought the surfboard, and caught a couple waves, and I was on cloud nine after. Had that surfer's high again, and I was super hippie vibe whatever you want to call it i was i was just there Mm -hmm. i'm like you don't understand like i got baptized (laughs) i go i'm fucking baptized i'm clean i'm like i feel great Mm -hmm. like i feel good (laughs) i get you a trip going bro no for sure we gotta go to mexico but we'll see what happens of course man it's beautiful that's beautiful
1: yeah, man, this is incredible. I really enjoyed the conversation with you today. It's been an absolute blast. I mean, I'm just excited to see you fight, man. You Thank seem you. like you're dialed back in, and, and, and it's just, I know people are going to love seeing you in the octagon again. So, uh, yeah, it. it's got to be good
0: energy, man. I'm going there and put in work, baby. You already know it.